Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. What's up? And welcome to Social Jello with Angelo. Conversations with a back fist. I should say that more often, I don't. That's my tagline. It's on my somewhere, somewhere out there, it says it. So I'm here with, uh, God damn it, Dale. You're going to have to say your last name, bro. I can't say it. Hey, Dale Bertram. Oh, impossible. I can't do it. I was being criticized by one of my viewers because I kept saying Benny, Benny Rodriguez instead of Benny Udriguez. Which is uh, which, which are two different people. Benny Rodriguez is from the Sandlot. Benny Udriguez is the martial artist and kickboxing champion from the eighties and and early and late seventies. And yeah, I was driving one of my viewers crazy, and I, and I speak Spanish, and I couldn't see Udriguez. So there's no way I can say your last name. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> so I'm here with Dale. Dale, um, a few things about Dale. I'm gonna let Dale. I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, this is a psychology episode. So it's a working title. I'll figure what I'm going to pick at the end of this, but it should be Carl Jung and martial arts and finding yourself. I think that probably that's too long. It's probably going to be like Carl Jung and MMA. Carl Jung on MMA. On MMA sounds like he's like on something. I think I like that. And I'm, I put like MMA gloves in Photoshop or something. Um, so yeah, for anybody watching this, that's what it's about. It's about psychology and martial arts, particularly Carl Jung. Now, Dale actually was the one who wanted me to do this because he said, hey, we did stuff about uh, psychology a long time ago. And um, Dale, you said you were studying at a university. What are you studying right now? Because I think that's worth mentioning. I'm studying uh, systematic philosophy, uh, trying to get my master's degree. And in fact, right now, I'm working on an essay, well, two of them, one for grade, one for publication. Uh, the first the one for the grade is actually on Galen's temperaments and psychological uh, you know, attributes. Then one that's basically about Carl Jung and looking at all these different uh, mind matter type stuff. <laughs> so there you go. Dale's a, is a under, he's a graduate student, not an undergraduate. You're a graduate student working on your master's. I think that's the title we're going to use for this. And he's coming more from a philosophy perspective. You can already hear it. He's using words that I would not use coming from a psychology perspective. So we are going to try to keep this. Uh, I am going to try my best to translate all this uh, psychologies to English for, for you people that just came in for you. MMA fighters have been punched in the head for most, most of your, most of your life. And we're going to try to keep this easy for you to keep up with. And so, um, Carl Jung, from a psychology perspective, talked a lot. He started with, I don't want to go too much into history. It's already going to bore you. We're just going to say that you might have heard of a guy named Sigmund Freud. Carl Jung broke away from him, and he wanted to focus more on where the person is now. Let's talk about modern applications of Carl Jung right now, real quick. There's a few books that you should check out if you want to know about modern applications of Carl Jung. And one of them is called Go Unfuck Yourself. It's a really great book. <laughs> And it's mostly this author, and I'm going to find him right now, here. All right. So, yeah, and another book that this guy wrote was Stop Doing That Shit. Now, this great book, 
the the go and fuck yourself. He might have been a, had that might have been a different title, but yeah, stop doing that shit by Gary John Bishop. Um, awesome book, how to end self sabotage and demand your life back. Now it's a great book. He it's a very modern application, as you can see. He cusses. He's got this really heavy Scottish accent. So if you if you ever listen to this on an audiobook, it's just like the Scottish guy yelling at you to get your shit together. Um, I think for any martial artists out there, because a lot of us are based on meritocracy, we like that. We're used to having people yell at us and cuss at us to get our shit together. Because we, if you if you've done any MMA or any type of martial art, you've had some coach or or sensei or, or sifu yell at you in that fashion. So it was it was great for me to get my shit together. And one of the things that he talked about was this thing called individuation. Individuation is this idea of knowing who you are in life. And this is something that some people never really grasp. They don't really, they go through their whole lives letting society tell them what to be, and they don't really introspect. And this is why many people have what they call the modern midlife crisis. You hit 40, you know, who is, what is this house? Who is this wife? How did I get here? <laughs> that whole song based on that idea that you can get halfway through your life and then realize, did I ever really make these decisions or were these decisions made upon me? And that's something that Young was really focused on. As a fighter, how does this work? Well, maybe you've been trying to win a UFC title. You got into martial arts trying to do MMA and become a professional fighter, and it's just not working out for you. Shit's just not going your way. Maybe you are in the UFC and you're not getting to the top 10. You're not getting the pay you wanted. Now your body's breaking apart. You're 40. You didn't get the big payday you wanted. Retirement's right there at the edge. And you're wondering, is this really what I wanted? And what am I going to do next? And this is something that Carl Jung was really big on. So that being said, I'm going to pass this over to Dale, see where he wants to take this. And oh, yeah, more things about Dale that I should mention. I asked him, I asked him consent for this. Dale is on the autism spectrum. So the way he comes at it, I, people that don't understand how autism works, um, they look at things differently from people who are neurodivergent. I don't know if I'm neurodivergent because I, I do suffer from social anxiety, but I'm definitely on the autism spectrum. So it's kind of cool how Dale's perspective works on this because his brain works differently. Dale? Oh, yeah, HEMA. Dale does HEMA. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Historical European martial arts is something he did a little... He was into, um, I'm sure now with graduate school, it's harder to get to your practice, but you should look that up too. All right, Dale, go for it. All right, so individuation. Uh, I think a really good way to understand this, especially with martial arts, is um, I would like to look at this not just from a fighting perspective and psychology perspective, but also a uh, self-promotional perspective. When I think about great fighters, I'm not just thinking about, in, in the sport context, I'm not just thinking about people who can wrestle very well or, you know, box really well, but also people who promote themselves well. And I think for MMA, one of my favorite self-promoters was Chael Sonnen. Now, um, I'm pretty sure all your viewers know about how he basically trolled Anderson Silva and uh, basically the whole country of Brazil. You know, he basically had a lot of personality to it. And uh, I think a uh, big part of individuation is uh, taking from all these different, uh, Young calls them functions, I like to call them uh, powers of the mind, which informs how we think about things. Feeling, not to be confused with you know, emotion, 
even though that's part of it. It's more like values, um, thinking. I don't have to explain that too much. Uh, um, then there's sensing, which is basically an attunement towards realism, you know, looking at things like um, that's just the facts, whatever. <laughs> then um, intuition, which is something I'm very big on myself, which is about possibilities and contingencies and all this other stuff. Um, then you have like the different attitudes, extroversion versus introversion. Um, and the easy way to understand that is not like how people say it today. Like if you're an extrovert, you talk a lot. If you're an introvert, you don't talk a lot. That's more shyness versus uh, talkativeness. It's more on the line of if you're oriented towards being objective in this particular uh, function or power, or if you're subjective, you know, towards myself. And um, I think another way to look at this is not only through the personality of Chael Sonnen, but also through the martial arts. In MMA, we see people uh, doing all these different techniques um, from different styles. They do have somewhat of a uh, consistency within like the typology of how they fight. But at the same time, the great fighters are not those guys who can uh, you know, like I said, uh, wrestle very well, boxer you know, or whatever, they actually put a little bit of unique individuality within their fighting styles and not just how they promote themselves. So I thought that was a little practical way to uh, begin this. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's a very good point. That's another way of looking at individuation, right? It doesn't always have to be a midlife crisis, like I said earlier. <laughs> Maybe I'm just talking about myself because I'm 41. But, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. Um, it could actually be within the actual style in itself. How are, even though you might be practicing uh, a style of martial art, how do you as an individual express that, which is something that Bruce Lee talked about a lot. Now, there was a few things you mentioned there. You were talking about powers, and you talked about extroversion and introversion, and something that's been bugging me a lot, and that's why I have you on here in the show, and this is why I'm talking about this, is a lot of people online have now been grabbing psychology terms and just, like, throwing them out there, like... <laughs> And now, thanks to TikTok and social media, everyone's a social influencer, and they can just, you know, grab an article, read it real quick, and start spewing out psychological terms without actually knowing what the fuck they actually mean. So I'm glad you actually said that. Hey, being an extrovert and being introvert does not mean does not mean that oh, because you're an introvert, you don't talk a lot, or because you're an extrovert, you know. Because you're an extrovert, you talk a lot. You you can the, the, there's two things between an extrovert and introvert that that are different from that. But either way, away from that, back to Carl Jung. So, how would you say we're, we're, we only have a few minutes here? But how would you say Carl Jung's perspective can help someone who is in that point? They found themselves channel some, as you said in an example. But how do you think Carl Jung can help someone who's reaching the end of their martial arts career how do you think that would help them what do you think carl young would have to say to this kind of a person reaching the end of the martial arts career um i know we're talking a lot about sports i would like to look at it both from a sport and a self-defense or even hema type perspective there are a lot of um egos online even amongst those who say you know there is no ego whatever <laughs> Uh, so it's really helpful to understand um, 
the different types of psychological types for the reason that you can actually interact with those people and know, okay, how should I engage this person? Um, so like if you're running a gym like you uh, said you are, um, you have to deal with people. It's just part of it. You have to deal with not only students, you have to deal with parents, you have to deal with lawyers sometimes. <laughs> and that itself is very useful. And I think uh, just understanding the psychological uh, types helps out in that way. But in the sense of understanding how you have yourself progressed, not just as a fighter, but as an individual from day one until now, I think that itself can allow you to uh, not only teach students well, but it could allow you to actually express yourself well, not only physically in, in your martial art, whatever it Maybe obviously for you it's Kajo Kimbo. For me, it's historical European martial arts like you know Abrazare, which is kind of like a it's hard to say this because people because Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's kind of like an Italian version of um, Japanese jiu-jitsu, but it's actually uniquely Italian. <laughs> but uh, so I would have to say those are very important considerations. And mm -hmm. since I have to be pithy, I think that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> So again, right, it has to do with um, with the idea that how do you apply what you're, how do you interact with people? I think you made a really good point there too. How do you interact with people? One thing I like to say, and I've been saying this more lately is, yes, I do run my own gym. But if I looked at how I run my own gym, and I also run three other businesses, right? Um, I run my gym. My gym is not my main business. My, my, my main business, I'm an English teacher. I teach English as a second language in Japan. That is my main business. I run my own school. I have staff. I have the whole deal, right? So if I really look at my life, even though in my mind, 90% of the time is martial arts, in my own head, 90% of the time. In fact, because of how much I interact online with people with martial arts, all my interactions online are mostly all martial arts. It can be very easy for me, from Young's perspective, let society make me feel that 90% of my life is martial arts. When in reality, it's probably 10%. Yes, I train every day. Every day I train. But even if you look at my day, I train for two hours every day. I still have the rest of the day. You know, if I'm my waking hours, whatever, between 12 and 16 are now spent with family or spent working. I spent doing English teaching. Really, martial arts takes up a very small percentage of that. So, so for me to consistently walk around constantly telling people, I'm a black belt, I run a gym, uh, I'm a martial artist, that's ego. When you're talking about ego, that's ego. And that, that now, now we are, and it's not ego. It, we can look at ego as a, as a sense of being egotistical, but I'm talking about that's the personality that I see myself as, and I'm projecting that. To all the people around me i could easily do that i could easily do that everywhere i go i'm a martial artist i talk to this person i know i know this person dropping names but if i did that they would actually be self-sabotage because the people from my english school can give a fuck about my martial arts stuff it's not interesting to them it's not what they do they're japanese people who live their lives and it's their lives are like 100 family and work and who knows where they work maybe some of them are some of them are horse trainers. Some of them are factory workers. Some of them are farmers. They can give a fuck about 
what I do as a martial artist. That is not the arena to bring that up in. And again, what you just talked about earlier, knowing personalities, right? Being able to know who I am and what society views me as doesn't necessarily mean I have to, right? Society in Japan does not view me as a martial arts instructor. 90% of society in Japan views me as an English teacher. And then 10% view me as a martial arts instructor. So even though we flip that, when I go back to the West, 90% of my friends see me as a martial arts instructor, martial artist, and only 10% actually view me as an English teacher. The reality is the other way around. And for me to see that, understand that, and still be me, because I'm a martial artist, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to let society label, I have to carry this with me everywhere I go, because this will eventually lead to self-sabotage, which was the title of that book. So we're almost done here, Dale. Is there anything you want to wrap up with? Any points that you wanted to bring in? Yeah, I think um, this is a good time to talk about, since you talked about the ego, um, the basic terminology of ego versus not ego, the synthesis, which um, goes into the Freudian idea um, and the Jungian idea of the conscious unconsciousness and subconscious, and even the super ego. Now, a lot of people probably uh, have some knowledge of that. Uh, and uh, that's because people get Freudianism pushed down their throats, but uh, <laughs> why I likened it to uh, ego versus not ego versus the synthesis is because I would like to say, this is where I kind of, um, diverge a little bit from Jung, how I individuate myself in my understanding of the personality. The ego, you know, that's translated from Latin as, you know, the I, or as Freud calls it in his, and I, this is just so I can show off my German, <laughs> the ich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's basically how I am, how, like, facts I can tell you about me that's very objective when I say, I am, I like, I will, whatever. The uh, super ego does not exist because it's basically just a mask which we wear because society forces us. So like uh, for you as a martial artist who also is primarily an English teacher, but also has a love for martial artists and also me as a martial artist, um, society will tell us, um, that we are whatever our professions are. So for me, my superego is probably uh, delivering food or something like that until I get rid of that job and do something else. And for you, that's an English teacher and they'll assume all sorts of things about you. <laughs> so it really doesn't exist. It's just how society sees you. It's basically uh, microaggressing against every individual. Um, whatever that term means uh, to people. Uh, I know some people don't like that, some people like it, but um, now the um, not ego, the uh, unconscious, that's everything that's not about you. That's basically your exact opposite. That's the evil version of Gallo. That's the evil version of Dale. Like, you know, Link versus Darkling from the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> um, that's everything, basically that's your opposite. That's the antithesis. And uh, that's usually how you are when you're drunk or whatever. Uh, 
Now, the synthesis, I call that the subconscious. Uh, a lot of people kind of put subconscious to unconscious. I don't believe that. The subconscious is kind of where your uh, ego meets the unconscious. And so that's where you have like a lot of uh, problems, like with insecurities and so on. Uh, it might be how you are in a bad day. Um, so I think that's a very important thing to view yourself in the sense of a, uh, not just as a person, but as a argument. You know, I am a combination of different ideas that influence who I am. And that's also where all my strengths, all my uh, defects, mental health, whatever happens to me. And that's why I think it's a very important thing. I hope I didn't um, go over anyone's head with that. Well, we are almost out of time. So I want to, first of all, thank Dale for coming out here uh, on, on this virtual space and explaining that and how we can apply that to us, to our lives, not just in the ring, out the ring, in, in you know, the, the unconscious, subconscious. One thing I like to think about is there are two things that can happen with things that are unconscious or your unconscious behaviors is you can ignore them and let them run your life or you can recognize them and take control and live the life that you want to live, right? And, and fuck everyone else for that matter. Not really, <laughs> not in a bad way. <laughs> the better you can live your life and know who you are, the better you can treat the people around you and be a, a more positive contrib contributor to the people around you. And that's something to keep in mind. Dale, thank you so much for coming out, brother. To my listeners, we re I release at least one or two of these a month. Stay tuned. Catch you all next time. Peace.